0: This is the true story.
1: To find out what happens. what happens when people stop being polite. Start getting Yo, I want to welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of The Real World. And I got a special guest with me here today. It's the second time my brother's gotten a chance to come through and rock with me. Um, I have my man, Namdi who is sort of a renaissance man. Uh, he went to Cornell, then went to Howard, uh, owns a food truck, and he's a lawyer. Um, he's not the best basketball player, but he's the one guy that you always want on your team because he hustles. He does all that little dirty work. So we love
0: having him around. So, again, thank you for coming through, brother. No problem. Thanks for having me. You are correct. On all things, appreciate it. Especially the basketball. <laughs> yeah, I think I reached my peak. Kindergarten? <laughs> Kindergarten. But hustle, couple, couple dirty fouls. Yeah,
1: the hustle is key. The hustle is so key. Like, I don't think that we've lost the game that you've played. And
0: we'll play, like, high-level games, <laughs> and you're always out hustling, so we appreciate it. But, yeah, I commend you on still playing ball. I don't want to get injured, so... But you've gotten into, yeah. Yeah, like I've French gotten into, yeah, stuff yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, I've definitely yeah, gotten really hurt. Nah, I can't I can't deal with that. But thanks for having me on.
1: So, um, as I mentioned, you're a business owner. Uh, you have a dope food truck called Neat Meat. Um, it was definitely something I used to plug before. The first time you came through on an episode, you actually brought through, brought some through. And uh, my guest on the pod had it. And we were all just kind of sitting there drinking, eating good food, and having a good conversation. So how have things gone with the pandemic through that?
0: That's right. Yeah, that's such a while ago. Um, yeah, the pandemic has definitely been challenging for everybody. Uh, personally, business. It's all about pivoting, uh, especially with the, the food truck industry, because our main source of revenues for the for the week was was the lunch rush in downtown D.C. Sometimes we go out to Northern Virginia, P.G. Just wherever we are in our particular day, people go to work and they don't bring their lunch. They might not want to get the, the typical, uh, subway or five guys. That's, that's down the street. They want to try something different. So, um, yeah, the, the, most of the revenues came from that. And then, um, you know, after that weekends, nice weather, different events, some y'all were doing like trucker room and different stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, festivals. There's just like so much different things that, um, no more because of the pandemic so you know unfortunately a lot of trucks they haven't been able to figure things out and um you know in the beginning everyone thought it's gonna be like a week a couple weeks you know taking time off but then we've been in this for almost I mean it's gonna be a year it's gonna be a year pretty soon so you need to pivot and just figure some things out so um what a lot of trucks my truck included have been doing we've going into different neighborhoods and um, different apartment buildings because um, well, what we did find earlier in the pandemic is people still wanted these food trucks and um, they were creative enough to figure out a way to still make it happen so a lot of um, homeowner associations a lot of this city's community events um, definitely apartment buildings. they started reaching out to the food trucks and in the beginning it was it was really it was a lot of good business one because we were able to figure out a solution uh, based on the pandemic problem. But two, a lot of people, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, no one was going anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, we stayed all in
1: the house. You you cooked everything. You didn't order out because you were afraid. You were scared. So I remember when, at least in my neighborhood, when the food trucks kind of started coming around, the line would be around the block. Everyone was socially distanced with like, you know, six feet between them. And they'd be out there For hours Right Yeah So I'm assuming That's kind of like The wave and what you were doing
0: Yeah definitely Definitely it was just like that Even because People had cabin fever People realized That they couldn't cook as thought Couldn't cook as well As they thought they could Facts And um, people You know people weren't Going to the They weren't going to the Go store like that But if they were going They wouldn't want They wouldn't want to go again Because the the virus Is still fresh and
1: everything. Nah facts
0: So yeah so The business was booming And it still is to an extent But I think the the issue now is a lot of people uh, who well one the pandemic I hate to say it, it is more normalized so we're just we're getting used to living with it and, and through it so more people are going out to restaurants. restaurants are open back up since the very beginning and um, yeah I
1: think they're twenty five percent again they at least in DC from last weekend
0: right so even that, that's like you know eating in but carryout had started a lot earlier um, than than dining in and everything so. Um, because of that, and I think a number thing, some, some apartment buildings, they want the food trucks to be there, but they just, they're not as, uh, you know, the business opportunity. the business is not as well going on as well there as, as it, it was. was. Yeah, some, yeah. Not every building needs to have a food truck there. You know, like people hit us up all the time and when you find out where the building is or is how many people expect it, you're just like, no, you don't, you don't really need that. It won't be beneficial to the food truck operator. So, um. So it has kind of changed from the beginning, but, um, I mean, still, that's still the number one way to do things, uh, until things get back to quote unquote normal.
1: Have you transitioned to doing, um, more catering instead of just, you know, pulling out the truck, you still bring the same food, but you, you know, deliver it to certain places.
0: That's a, a good question. Yes. Um, in some instances we have done that, um, especially the the businesses that, Happen to go back into the office, they they see that as a risk, and they don't want to further that risk by having the employees who are there go out for lunch and do things of that nature. One, because uh, I mean, it gives them potential to kind of bring something back to the office. But two, uh, a lot of the restaurants that would be around there aren't even open, open anymore. Yeah. So um, yeah, so some companies have reached out to, um, to different food trucks and have either asked the truck to come directly to the building but most instances as you mentioned they would have catering so we make some make some lunches uh, pre-packaged and hand them to the, to the people so that has been um, that has been another way to kind of stay afloat during this period uh, which has been which has been very beneficial
1: okay um, so what's next uh, and I'm thinking like we'll say primary business being a food truck secondary being like that you're a lawyer like more money might be coming in from law but I think the interesting story is that because that's like your business that's out front what's next for that um obviously without you being able to pull up and say show to people hey look at me I'm kind of nice how do you grow that because we're looking at probably not getting back to normal until fall that's what Fauci is saying I'm trusting in Fauci um What if it's not really until 2022 how does that impact where you want to go and can you you know frankly kind of continue with what thing where things are right now like i don't know if you got any of the loans that they were giving out to different like small businesses to kind of help sustain you um and again this is more informational not because i'm trying to get into your business but i think that for people that are listening maybe some of the ideas or things that you're doing can
0: help them figure out how to kind of make it too that's a good question Going into the loan situation, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah, I think business owners who are out there who have been affected or continue to be affected by the pandemic, definitely I would say reach out to whatever loan you could find. I mean, there's there's so many out there that I've seen that you come across. And um, what's also great is just the sign of a good business is just your your customers and consumers want to see you win. So a lot of these loans, I didn't even see them. They weren't in my radar, but I got a forward email from there or like a DM or just something... Twenty you in the right direction, which is, is great, and I appreciate everybody who did that, but go out for the loans. I applied to a couple of them, but I didn't get any of them. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, and uh, I'm blessed that I don't necessarily need them, because, um, I mean, kind of winding down during the first, where well, the pandemic started, in, in the winter time. we don't really do, yeah, we don't go out as much, much right? right? Cause I just don't like dealing with the winter, and it's just not as it's not as worthwhile. So usually around that time, it's it's a little slower. So not not having a, a lot of staff do uh, you know on the um, on the books and everything. So um, so luckily I, I didn't really need it, but I definitely applied for to a couple and um, just did not get any. But don't let that discourage you. People who need it, go out there and um, and, and make that happen. But yeah, long term yeah. If I was talking about fall, it's um it's kind of I look at it two ways. The the slowdown initially is very upsetting because you know 2019 a lot of great momentum, a lot of good events, good partnerships, everything is just continuing to flow in the in the right direction. But then, and then when bam exactly, yeah, everything has stopped. But uh, it's still important. Things have stopped, but they haven't like. They didn't they didn't end you know yeah I was gonna
1: say it might have stopped and kind of put on a pause but it's not dead.
0: right right dead. so I'm, I'm definitely grateful for that because a lot wow. a lot of my food truck a couple of my food truck buddies they stopped the business you know It, it went from yeah, stop stopped to an end so it's uh it's it's kind of crazy that that's not happening and for for meat these but um but it could so that's why during this ter- period of pause I've been doing more lawyer stuff like I' um, a little bit before we started recording and trying to strengthen that muscle because with the food truck working with that for the last six years you know I don't do as much law stuff I do a little bit of law yeah stuff. it's a so, completely
1: different skill set and I think that frankly a lot of times when when you work in kind of like a service industry people tend to not realize what your IQ is or And I know that that sucks when people they'll judge you like, oh, you know, he you know, it's probably not that smart, but he was good at this. So he did this instead. It's like, no, like you have no idea. Like my man went to Cornell. So it's not like he went to just some kind of bum school. He actually went to a good school. He passed the bar, you know, like those things really happen. And so it's good to see that, you, you know, you have something to fall back on and that you're able to kind of use that skill set
0: it's funny you said that um, my sister she helps me on the truck every once in a while and um, <laughs> we were we actually we did an event with uh, the, the, the DC bike club I think it's like Streets Call or something I don't know but um, so we were down by BLM they did a night a night uh, a night bike ride and uh, we had so my sister she would work, she, when she usually works with me she works with me my sister she, she's a doctor you know she's uh she's available fellas if you guys want. <laughs> but um you probably should give you a background cause like <laughs>
1: all of you guys are doing it and there's a reason for that
0: <laughs> so um yeah so she we're we're on the truck and everything waiting for the the bike ride to, to conclude and then um some, some customers come up to the truck I think they just wanted something um if they're like tourists or whatever they want something small like a uh, lemonade or something so that's like two dollars so um they gave my sister a hundred dollar bill and um <laughs> she was like she you know we had the change ready 98 or whatever they were like oh no go ahead and keep it, keep it. so what you were just saying about their perception but then you know, a part of me was like maybe she was gonna be nice you know what I mean so you don't know but it definitely definitely is there, and it's interesting you mentioned that
1: I think it was probably like twofold right Part of it was probably because we all realized that small businesses are struggling. So there was probably that assumption. And then on top of it, it's just kind of, well, you don't have the same kind of access to stuff that I do. This is why you're out here. And then again, when people don't know your story, it's easy to make an assumption like that. Mm -hmm. But you know what they say about assuming. You make an ass out of yourself. So I tend to treat everyone the same. I don't care what your background is, what you do, because I never know where you come from or what you've done. The only thing I could judge you on is like literally your character, but so often people don't do that, and I think you do it a, kind of at your own risk. Right. Fortunately for you, like I said, you have a very solid background, so even when things are slower with other things, right. you can do something else. Um, I think it's super important to have multiple streams of income and to be able to pivot for stuff, and it's clear you know, kind of through how you move, you're able to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been, been been lucky enough to do that. Uh, it's a, it's a balance, you know, and um, you want to make sure that you're kind of well rounded and have an ability to do do multiple things. Um, but you know, if but there's always that one thing that you kind of are angling towards to yeah to that go, you want go uh, go harder in. So you just gotta just make sure you, you figure that one out and then just, just go hard for that one. You know,
1: nah, I like that. Um, we talk about business stuff. Uh, now to some of the fun stuff uh you are what i would say is an avid app dater um you were the first person that i knew that legitimately was having dates with women on kind of like the tenders or i don't know hinge maybe bumble and we would all hang out and you'd be like hey well i gotta bounce i got this date (laughs) how has dating at least specifically on the the apps been for you during the pandemic
0: it's been it's been interesting. I think a lot more people are on the app because of the the constraints and going out and everything. So you see you see you just I guess you see more people. Um, it's so because of that, I mean you have the, the pros and cons. You see more people, so but that's just a, a bigger pool of people that you have to kinda of wade through, um, to speak with more people to uh, converse with and just to see if you have some other commonalities that takes a lot of energy that's like that's a lot of time so I understand why people don't want to do it um but if you're able to kind of successfully navigate through that you'll be good I can give people a pro tip uh oh (laughs) yeah please if you're on these apps and again you're talking to multiple people you don't want to have 20 different conversations so why don't you have 20 of the same conversations right you could have your basic set questions and your your set set answers basically you know you could see that's that that ivy league
1: (laughs) like education kind of
0: rocking okay so by by the time you have these conversations you kind of know what you want to say what you're gonna say so have your um have your notepad have your your your, um, your lines already or just pre-written. Bro, you know paste. like women are listening
1: to this and they're gonna say, your friend is a dog. No, no. He's just smart and playing the game well. This I, I'm looking at this as being the investment banking version of, of online dating. <laughs> I'm just smarter at it than most people. And that's honestly probably why you're
0: successful. But I even think they shouldn't be because they I'm rec- I recommend them to do the same thing. Uh, this is not a guy only thing, Or woman only thing, it's both people. Please do this. It's it's a lot of energy So it's like why Why go for a run when you can get on your bike You know Just exactly. still going to the same destination From getting you know. there a lot easier And you know I, I found that This is actually another reason why you should do it I found that there are going to be certain people On these apps in which you Don't feel have the need to do that Because there's a better connection For whatever reason So you don't have to do these formats So you could um, You would be drawn to that person more and actually want to continue talking with them and meet up with that person if, if need be and everything. Um, when you know that you're not using the the pre-written answers and everything. So, uh, that's just a pro tip, kids. Go ahead and use it. Um, but, I mean, other other than that, yeah, I think you're, you're still, I mean, you're not meeting as many people, but I, people are still, it's, it's that, what we were talking about before, just the, kind of the cabin fever situation and, and things are opening up so people are Wanted to go out and and do a couple of things. So keep it real. What's so if the
1: pandemic sort of shut stuff down in March? When's the first time that you went out and had a date with somebody new?
0: It's probably in probably the know, probably like May, maybe. Because yeah, I remember we started.
1: They had. Um, what is the spot? Um, the Mexican spot that everybody goes to for the margaritas. They opened up and basically had the outdoor seating on yeah, the block. Yeah, like
0: Cinco de Mayo. Is yeah. Really. I think that was... So I remember
1: much. that was when things started to kind of like change
0: a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Actually, before that, plug, a friend of mine, it's kind of it's related to I mean, what we're talking about. A friend of mine from school, she started a dating app, black woman, uh, and her... her um, her classmate all of us went to law school together uh, she's she like Middle Eastern E so I mean both minorities and uh, yeah, they now called Carpe diem so um, their their initial launch was basically um, you know you match with somebody and their thing was within a I believe 48 hour period you got to have a video chat with them. Didn't you send this to the group chat? This is, yes. This is okay, kind of, yeah, yeah. They had you know, like, like recaps what? and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, they started that app. And one of the things they wanted to do, I mean, basically with the proliferation of apps during the pandemic, it kind of, it kind of was a... Um, this, uh, actually, the, yeah, they, they had the app probably like a year ago, but it gained some traction, of course, because of the pandemic. Sure. So they kind of wanted to do a relaunch of it. And yeah, so they reached out to me. They had... um. It was like a blind dating type situation. I remember. because yes. We all saw the video. Yeah. So um, I think that was around that. That was the first time we went out with somebody new, kind of like during the pandemic. And um, I mean, I think I even at that. So that must have been maybe like March or maybe April. That was before. I mean, I think a couple of things were open because we were able to like to like to go out a little bit. But yeah, I mean, that's. I say all that to say that was probably that was the first time and. Um, People are, are out here But also Last thing With that app So they're doing another relaunch I'm gonna get you Your take on this They are basically Gearing Relaunching their app And gearing it towards Black women only So um, I, I think they said They're gonna relaunch it Like maybe next week So I'll definitely send you The information But I'm just wondering I don't think that has really Like happened App wise To show it black women Period Okay, I know that I've used, I believe it's Hinge, and
1: you can set your preferences to what ethnicity of person that you want. I was very much, I only date black women, so check this box, I only saw black women on the app. But that was a thing, you know, specifically that that's probably just just me. Like, most people that I know are like, hey, I'm open to anybody. No, 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 I only want a yeah, black woman, yeah. right. Um, you can be mixed But you gotta be black Like one of your parents Gotta be black That's just my thing um, But I think it would be cool If uh, black women have something for them yeah, just for, the, the difference is You know Fortunately having a, An available pool of men That would jump on the app To kind of meet with them Which would I think be a little More problematic So While I think It's a good idea um, You need to reach Critical mass Because women tend to be More picky than men are When it comes to their mate Where Uh You don't have to be perfect or whatever my ideal woman is. My ideal woman could be 5'6", athletic, got the curly hair, uh, (laughs) face always looks good, um, has, like, a real, like, sexy body. That could be my ideal. But, like, if you are 5'3", really pretty face, you know, light skin instead of brown skin... I don't care. And right. I'm and <laughs> I, like, my preference is a brown skinned woman. That's why I said light skinned first. Just want to let everybody know that. But, like, you know, like, I'm not tripping if you're not checking off, like, oh, you're not tall enough. Maybe our kids won't be an NBA player. It's cool. Right. But, like, women are more like, no, you need to make $100,000. No, you need to be six feet tall. No, you need, like, there are definite things that I feel like women want more so than men. Like, we're very visual where they want accomplishments and then you know kind of wrap that into a nice package that they like
0: right yeah i'm interested it would be interesting to see what the app does like even when you said you're a brown-skinned woman i wonder with this new app if that could be one of the categories for us to pick to kind of uh, yeah if you, <laughs> filter yo if i just got brown-skinned women, I'm, I'm good <laughs> like i'm good but yeah they plan on relaunching that so that'd be that'd be interesting i'm interested to see how that's going to actually operate and you know if it would help um that particular market that they're going for. So yeah, best of luck to them.
1: I think anybody that's trying to do something now, bro, like I wish them
0: all the love and
1: success because I know how hard it is to try to build something, especially something like that because people have to believe in it. And then if they don't, you know, it's so hard to, if their first experience is the greatest to try to get them back. Like that is a very key problem that people have. Like people will generally try stuff because a friend tries it once But what happens if they don't like it? Right. Like, but you need that person that's single because it's only a select pool of people that we're talking about. So you need as many of them as you can possibly get.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm I'm probably going to work with them just to see. Because, I mean, obviously, like you said, they have to to pull from a a gigantic pool of black men. So maybe I could work with them to see how they could uh, do that. But you start, you should probably help them with at least like their algorithm
1: and and i say that because for one the same way that you were giving a script or that you think that you should have for yourself that should probably be kind of how things start we can really simplify this so that we start getting to something real and we're not necessarily talking about the, the fluff stuff
0: right
1: yeah that's very true but everybody's on that dating wave now um like i'm sure you've seen the clips and i don't know if you have or not but there's like this guy that comes off rude as hell to women but like he's telling them kind of like, you know, different things um, where to be like, hey, I'm looking for a man, but, you know, I'm not finding people who are in my uh, tax bracket or, you know, I have a child. But like you, you look like a five, but you think that you should get a nine guy or a guy that makes a lot of money. So there's this guy, his name is Kevin Samuels.
0: Yeah, he's the one that, that carried that woman. Yeah, <laughs> like he's super okay, disrespectful. Yeah, yeah.
1: But his primary business is as a matchmaker. Oh, is the, it? Yeah, the, okay. the podcast and like the different things that he does on the web, that's just a bonus, I'm assuming, just to kind of push his, his matchmaking yeah. thing. <laughs> That's a real thing. the The girl that does I love
0: I don't love clubs. Or, yeah, I, I heard of that. Yeah, yeah
1: she's pushing a, a a dating thing too as well. Yeah, yeah. it's called Slide with Intentions and DMs <laughs> or something like that. Like that's a real thing. So people are really trying to make these connections. And I don't know if she's doing it for the low low or the free, but certainly I know homie is trying to get paid. So this yeah. is what your your friend is gonna have to compete with because everybody's trying to get it, especially with the black market.
0: Yeah, I mean, all markets, especially... I think this pandemic has showed that people, we just need to be connected. And because of it, people are popping out of nowhere, like you said, with things to kind of make sure that connection is still a viable thing for people. So, yeah, they uh, people have uh, definitely a lot of opportunities out there, and um, the market is there, but, yeah, it's getting crowded, so...
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you got to either... Be like the best thing on there Or you gotta strike fast One of those two It's extremely hard to compete I mean, I'm in a podcast market I remember when I started um, I think I personally knew Maybe one other person That had a podcast uh, Yeah, now <laughs> Nah, people got podcasts So often And one of the things they'll, they'll all ask me questions And I'm really gracious About trying to help people As much as possible But then it's, it's weird When you don't like what they do Or kind of like the the ideas of it and then it's really dope when you see something where you're like yo you gotta hit if you do this right it can work but i think to the same thing and it's something that you know frankly i'm still searching for is how do you get the critical mass where people that are outside of like your sphere of influence know about you and that's the thing so for any of this stuff you're not really successful until people who are not connected to you in any fashion rock with you like and i have a few of those people but i need like hundreds of those people instead of like you know (laughs) Tens of those people. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, how do you do that? So, like, these are the questions that I hope your, your homegirl has
0: answers for. Because in three years, I still haven't figured that stuff out. And I'm thinking, just going back to bridging it to the food truck, it's like, same thing. How do you get... Of course, you know, your first day, your friends and stuff are going to come to the truck. But how do you get that random person that you you have no idea? Bingo. And how are you going to get that person into the door? And I'm, I'm thinking... I mean, with the food truck, yeah, people are just like, people might just be walking, especially when all the food trucks were at the same place and everything. So they're conditioned to go down there. And um, so it's not, it might not necessarily be for you, but you just happen to be there in that situation. And then they just kind of patronize you just like that. So I guess, you know, in the podcast space, you just kind of, I guess the question I'm asking is, how do you get that random person to kind of just randomly, walk up on you or I mean in the case of food truck random walking on you or they're conditioned to be in an area where they could kind of hear you or so I'll like ask that. you as a
1: person have you ever randomly just clicked on a podcast that you saw or was it usually driven by uh, some kind of relationship that you had to the host whether it was a person that you followed uh, a person that you thought that was smart whatever the case is there was some reason for you to click on that one because I look, I think of myself, I've, I've almost never clicked on a random podcast. Like, oh, this sounds interesting. I'm going to click and try this. Like I don't go through the top 50 lists on iTunes. I legitimately rock with things that I know. Um, I think the most outside of my own interest that I've gone, I started getting into Slate. Slate has podcasts. They did this thing called, um, it's not burn notice. It was burn something. Slow burn. So,
0: yeah, yeah. They, they did the, I, the
1: Pac and Biggie thing. Uh, so I don't think I heard that Season one. three of Slow Burn was the two Pac and Biggie murders. And they okay, essentially I, broke I them that. all down and went through stuff. Season one of their podcasts, I
0: believe, was the, the Nixon feature. Yeah. Season two Bill was Clinton. the Clinton. Right. I heard them right. both of those. Okay, they did a biggie job. Okay, right. I So, watch yeah, that. season three was the biggie Joe. Well, let me job. ask you, did you hear, did you randomly click that? Or you might have heard about it on a commercial from a so podcast? I heard about it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I heard about
1: his podcast, listening to Bam- Bamani's podcast. Right. And I'm like, yo, that sounds dope. I'm going to go to that. And I want to hear that. So, it's like, you need those things to kind of cross-perform yeah. for you to even get in the door. And if people aren't necessarily talking about you, nobody will ever hear from you. Like I've, I've been on Dio's podcast before, right? Like that's cool. Like th- some photographers know about me, but their podcast is super niche because it's just photography. I don't know how many like listeners said, you know what? I'm gonna check for this dude
0: because he has some great points. And so, unless is there any you- way to f- to figure that out, like let's say that let's say that um you're on Dio's podcast. Someone, me, I'm a random guy, I don't know who you are, uh, I like you, and then I subscribe to your podcast. Will they kind of, because I'm already subscribed to Dials, presumably, and then I subscribe to yours, will they kind of, is there like an algorithm that could kind of make that connection knowing that you're- it is, but we don't have access to that data. I, iTunes don't get nothing? iTunes does not give that.
1: Like, it does not tell you, it'll tell you, you know- you have X amount of subscribers. It does not tell you uh, who would be the podcast you have in common with them, because again, that would be something that would be, for instance, if it's something that I know that I've been on, it's like okay, you probably heard about me through this. Like I can reach this channel, but it doesn't necessarily tell you that. Like I would love to know
0: that. You know a way you can do it. This is this is kind of fascinating. But um, so this I think there's a way you can do it. And I had a question. I used to have a podcast, um, but. What you could do is, let's say you're on Dials podcast, mm-hmm. you could be like, use such a such discount um, code wherever for I don't know five dollars off or whatever for something, and you would know that they. That's the only how. That's the only way they got that information right. from so Dials podcast. Yeah, so they listen could, to that. So you could do it like that. But um, that that'd be. But yeah, when I used the podcast, I used to I used to do it. Uh, podcast with a good friend of mine. We, yeah, we stopped doing it maybe like two years ago but we used um, I think Podmat. I think it's called Podmat, Podmatic. Okay. They were the ones I guess it was the platform that allowed us to go to like um, to be published on iTunes and so I yeah, signed yeah. up for all of those on my own. Okay. So it, so I'm at, so those things they don't give you information about users and stuff, or because I remember you could see where people are like listening and everything. So I can see where people are listening oh, okay, from, okay, okay. what cities, uh, what states, what uh, what devices
1: that they use, okay. what service they're most likely to click on. I could see those. Okay. But it doesn't necessarily, like I said, I can't tie it back and say, oh, that's Namdi. Now, uh, SoundCloud because people were logged into their accounts. You could see which person was was listening to your episodes. Oh, really? But okay. yeah, I got off of SoundCloud because they didn't have as many analytic tools as I wanted to use, and then there was more stuff that I could kind of do in the background uh, using some of the better stuff. But that was cool because I knew, you know, at least from the SoundCloud
0: community, who was clicking on that link. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always trying to figure out just different ways to mm-hmm. just grow. Go to podcast, grow your business, grow yourself. It's just like... Yeah, trying to figure these things out real. is crazy.
1: Um, I had a really dope episode. I don't know if you know Kevin's older brother, Mike.
0: Yeah, I listen to all your episodes. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: we had an episode like two weeks ago. And frankly, um, it was dope because it was the first time that I have a lot of... Most of my family is extremely religious. Where, you know, they're trustees in churches, deacons, deaconesses. Like, they really do this stuff. And obviously because all of my content doesn't necessarily revolve around God I don't share that with them I'm you know smart enough to know hey not everything is for everybody and it's cool I sent it to some of them because I thought that it would be cool to have them hear something and the feedback that I got from them was way more than I ever thought it was just like oh my god this is the kind of stuff that you do it's like yeah it's fun That would be the kind of episode that I feel like would easily cross over to multiple people and multiple things that make them aware of me. But again, it's how do you do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I I think where I messed up, I should have been like, Mike, you have 10,000 followers. Tell people to listen to this. I didn't say that. Boom! I should shoot myself, but it was more about just having a good conversation, and I never wanted to put him in a spot where he had to potentially defend something that he said, and that's why I didn't ask him to like post it on his his yeah. his socials because again, like this is for for me and for people who may think like me or think differently, but not for people to attack you because you're some of the things you said. Well, he, he didn't say anything controversial, um, I don't think. Maybe not, but you never know. People get offended by all types of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he would say, yo, pastors got side, like, you know, side women (laughs) and different stuff. That might offend some people because we know that this happens. Now, I personally don't care. if, If my pastor has one, two, three, maybe four girls, I'm not really trying to be in his bedroom. That's me. I am more concerned about kind of what he is saying and if there's some integrity to that. But I understand why, you know, people... Tie, this, tie those things together Now if you had like Five side women on your wife Eh I can't really listen to What you're saying in the pulpit I get it But if you single Like And you got like Five girls Okay That doesn't That doesn't bother me It doesn't hit the same Yeah I man. Hey Jesus has his flock
0: so. that, That's what I said They don't Like hey I'm uh, not gonna judge What so you're bad. doing
1: Behind closed doors
0: But I, None I, of us are perfect I thought um, I thought you were going towards Well for me When I listen to um, Mike right Yeah I didn't feel, I felt like he was telling the truth. So yeah, that's, why I'm who was, that's why I was like, I mean, he's telling the truth. I would be offended if I thought he was lying about everything, but I don't think he's telling the truth. No, so. no, he's, that's what he really feels. So, I'm But if like, you were white, you would be somewhat offended because there were points
1: that I challenged him when he was just like, we have to have more understanding. And I'm like, no, yeah, he no, <laughs> we, you've had a hundred years of seeing this. This is nothing new. And you tend to ignore it because it's been convenient. No. There is no kumbaya moment. You need to recognize what's been going on. And if we can't agree on that, we're not really talking about this. Like, I've I've become super militant when it comes to that stuff. Before, it's like, oh, I get it. No. You live in a major city, you know what's up. Right.
0: Maybe if you (laughs) live
1: in the Midwest someplace that doesn't necessarily have, like, a high black population, it's different. But if you... You've seen some stuff on TV, and I know that you don't just believe the the stories of black people being thugs. Mm-hmm. All we do is shoot, murder, and kill people. When most of us, like frankly, are regular people who work for something, middle class, that go to church. That should really be the story of black people, and that's not the one that's told on TV.
0: Yeah, not at all. And um, it was a good episode. Like, I, as far as for me, how he's. His his congregation is not; it's just it's definitely not all black, like you no. mentioned. It's like it's like sixty percent white, right? So that's that's interesting. Um, a young black pastor in a majority white congregation in this BLM age. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, that's what in the he D.C. Had a good, metro area, right. bro. He had this was Chocolate
1: City, like that's so much of that was interesting to me.
0: I was like, dang, that's that's wild. But no, I, I thought you were saying you didn't really um, press him to post your picture or not post about the episode because um, they would listen to what he's saying. If he's their pastor, you know, right. they're going to agree with it. But I thought you were saying they might for you to get more listeners, they might listen to something else, which is not their cup of tea and not like.
1: Um, no, I'm, I'm less concerned about that. Oh, really? I, okay. I don't think that I there have been some frankly fuck shit episodes that I've had where it's like All right, this is what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> But for the most part, I try to keep most of my content pretty, you know, up there. Um, But even my mom who, you know, uh, my mom will listen to episodes randomly. And one of the things that she'll say to me is, hey, you should stop cursing. And it's (laughs) like I grew up in a household where I'm the only person that does not curse. Like my mom (laughs) cursed, my grandmother cursed, my grandfather cursed, my aunt cursed, love all you guys to death. I'm the only person. So my mom (laughs) never hears me curse. I've never cursed around my mom a day in my life. True story. The only time she's heard me curse <laughs> is on my podcast. And she's like,
0: you might want
1: to, you know, tone that down. Look, man, you're not going to tell me what to do on my own thing. Like, I appreciate that you're listening. I'm not going to tell you not to, but this is how I feel. Now, it would be that those kind of people that I'd be scared of offending because of, you know, language choice. If I wanted to say nigga or something else that would, you know, potentially offend somebody. And I'm not trying to do that.
0: Right you should have cursed way more around her because the fact that <laughs> right, yeah. she's not used to it. That's yeah, why that's, it's that's that's what I messed up, yeah, I messed up. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta. It's like I tried to respect more. my mom. Like I, I went real <laughs> biblical, respect your elders,
1: you know, honor that My grandmother used to always say, honor that mama and their papa. I tried to do that, I followed your advice, and now it backfired on me because my mom thinks I curse too much. That is, that's, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. So
0: man, you got um any final thoughts? No, just everybody to stay low, stay safe, Um, support your small businesses. If you could, uh, it'd be great for everyone to come out of this. But the reality is not everyone's going to come out of it, but they're going to come out of it and do better, do something better. So, you know, um, RIP to those businesses that have uh, not been able to make it. But again, we'll bounce back. Neat Meat DC is a food truck. We're the only sloppy Joe food truck in the in the nation, actually. We have beef, jerk chicken, pesto chicken, barbecue, lamb, veggie, and turkey sloppy joes with sides and everything. Um, Follow us on social media. We do dinners on occasion. I know we have one in March, so um, you know follow us. You get all the information. And if you need a lawyer, too. <laughs> yeah, holler at uh, I'm Mary Legal. We do business law, entertainment, uh, nonprofit organizations, real estate, and contracts. So, um, our, our our primary is business. We like to turn entrepreneurs into entrepreneurs. So, we just wanted to get you set up with what you need to do so that you could just register everything and get these ideas out there. But... Um, yeah, this has been a pleasure, and we'll see you later. Nambi,
1: thank you, brother, for coming through. Um, I always appreciate it, and I know that he, you know, certainly plugged the food truck, the real part of that, and what was cool about the last time you came through, all of that food was gone. I think there were, what, six of us at the crib, five of <laughs> us, and they were, yo, can we take this? And I'm like, dang, I thought that I was going to have some of this left to eat later, and, like, you know, like, my homegirl was taking stuff, so, nah, the food is legit, um... I definitely will say that. And I know that this guy's a really smart brother. So if you need something in business, holler at him. Um, You've seen the ideas that he's kicking to me. Uh, This is some stuff that we've actually talked about off the pod where, you know, we're just blowing out ideas. And so, again, appreciate you. Um, Thank you for coming through. I want you to be successful. I support small businesses. So if there's anything I can ever do, please let me know. Will do. Definitely. Thank you. Uh, End every episode saying the same thing. Ball players want to rap, rappers want a ball. This is the real of the real world, and I hope to see you guys next week. Peace.